when we are doing what God expects us to do, and we are ready to give faithfully, the work of God will surely be done. Right from the Old Testament to the New Testament, God depends on people to achieve his purpose on earth. Whenever he has any project, it depends upon his people. Hallelujah. And we need to get, get that understanding right. That when I choose not to respond to the call of God to give whenever the need, I mean, that the need arises, I will be among those who are drawing the progress of God's work backward. When the Lord wanted to build Tabernacle for himself, among his people, in the wilderness, the Lord instructed Moses. And the Moses passed instruction to the people. And the people responded. Hallelujah. I will take us through passages of the scripture so that uh, we will know that uh, what we are saying is not uh, from somebody's head. It's right there in the Bible. Exodus chapter 25. Exodus 25. Let me quickly take us through verses 1 to 9. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to the children of Israel, that they bring me an offering from everyone who gives it willingly with his heart, you shall take my offering. And this is the offering which you shall take from them gold, silver, and bronze, blue, purple, and scarlet thread fine linen and goat's ear, ram skin, dye red, burger skins, and acacia tree, holy for the light and spices for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense, oil stones and stones to be set in the headboard and in the bread place. And let them make me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them according to all that I show you, that is the pattern of the tabernacle and the pattern of its furnishing, just so you shall make it. Praise God. God needed a tabernacle, a dwelling place in the midst of his people. And uh, he will not just pour the resources from heaven. If he, if he wanted to do that, he, 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 he had the capacity to do it. The heaven would just open all those items, we pour them, just like rain. But God decided to partner with his people to achieve his purpose on her. And he told Moses, Tell the people to bring for me offering. But not just for from just anybody. Those with willing hearts. 
give the list of items they should bring. And these are expensive materials, costly materials. I want to tell people that God have taste. Hello? Our God have taste. He could have used them to just look for, for wood, just build a wooden structure, just a place for me to dwell. No. Is that is a good silver, bronze, this and this and this. And then when you see the tabernacle of hold is an epitome of beauty. Yes, God decided to build that one just as a symbol of the kind of life that he wants us to live. Because in the New Testament, we are his temple. Hallelujah. And God wants us to reflect his beauty. But in the Old Testament day, the physical, I mean, the physical structure was important to God. And the material that were to be used also were important to God. He told them, don't use just anything. This is what I want. And in Exodus chapter 35, from verse 4 to 9, Moses relayed the message to the people. And Moses spoke to all the congregation of the children of Israel, saying, this is the thing which the Lord commanded, saying, take from among you, underline among you, from among you an offering to the Lord. Whoever is of a willing heart, let him bring it as an offering to the Lord. Gold, silver, bronze, blue, purple, and all of that. And in verse 20 to 29 of that 35, the people responded. Then all the congregation of, Israel, of children of Israel departed from the presence of Moses. Then everyone came whose heart was teared and everyone whose spirit was willing. And they brought the Lord's offering for the work of the tabernacle of meeting, for all his service, services, and for the holy garments. They came, both men and women, as many as had a willing heart, and brought earrings and nose rings, rings and necklace, necklaces, all jewelry of gold, that is, every man who made an offering of gold to the Lord, and every man with whom was found blue, purple, and scarlet thread, fine linen, and gold, yeah, red skin of ram, and the black skin brought, brought them. Everyone who offered an offering of silver or bronze brought the Lord's offering. And everyone with whom was found acacia wood for any work of the service brought it. All the women who were gifted artisans spun yarn with their hands and brought what they, they had spun of blue purple and scarlet and finally. And all the women whose hearts stirred with wisdom yarn of goat hair. The rulers brought unseen stones and the stones to be set in the effort and in the breastplate and the spice and oil for the light, for the anointing oil and for the sweet incense. 
29. The children of Israel brought a free will offering to the Lord. All the men and women whose hearts were willing to bring material for all kinds of work with the Lord by the hand of Moses are committed to be done. People brought what they have. Those who have gold brought gold. Those who have silver brought silver. Those who have that mean the expensive stones, they brought them. And uh, what marvels me most is in that, that 36, chapter 36, from verse 2. Then Moses called Basileia and Aholiab, and every gifted artisan in whose heart the Lord had put wisdom. Everyone whose heart was dead to come and do the work. When the people brought the materials, Moses called the people that would make use of the materials to come and carry them. And they received from Moses all the offering which the children of Israel had brought for the work of the service of, of making the sanctuary. So they continued bringing to him free will offerings every morning. Every morning they continued bringing. Every morning. Then all the craftsmen who were doing all the works of the sanctuary came, each from the work he was doing. And they spoke to Moses, saying, The people bring much more than enough for the service of the work which the Lord commanded us to do. So Moses gave a commandment, and they caused it to be proclaimed throughout the camp, saying, Let neither man nor woman do any more work for the offering of the, of the sanctuary. And the people were restrained from bringing. For the materials they had was sufficient for all the work to be done. Indeed, too much. Amen. Amen. The Lord will take his church to that level. Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. The people kept on bringing and bringing and bringing and bringing until they had more than enough. Until they had more than enough. Now let's go back to the New Testament. In that second Corinthians chapter 9. Paul was telling the Corinthians. That I'm sending Timothy and some other brethren to you to come and prepare you ahead of time for the offering that, that we need to rescue the church in Jerusalem. As at the time the church in Jerusalem was passing through fierce persecution, they needed financial and material help to survive. And Paul quickly write them. And he told them, I posted so much about you before the Macedonian churches that you are good givers. You are this and that. And I don't want to be disappointed or embarrassed. That's why I need to send some people ahead so that they will prepare you. So by the time we come to collect the, the, the offerings, you people will be ready. And you will not be embarrassed. The time that the church in Jerusalem needed help, these people would have looked elsewhere to look for help, but they believed that the help 
take care of the work of God must come from the people of God. It must come from the people of God. And so Paul needs to, 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 to call another church and send to them. And the same thing that God has, I mean, told the, 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 his people in Exodus, the same thing Paul told them. He said, this offering must come from willing hearts. No one should give under pressure. No one should be manipulated to give. Because God wants a cheerful, a generous giver. And that will lead us to some of the spiritual principles that underguise giving in the household of faith. Ordinarily, message of giving in the body of Christ has become another thing. There are circles whereby people are being manipulated upon to give and give and give until they finish. People give under duress, people give under manipulation. to look at the word of God and see what the word of God gives, I mean, says about giving. Number one, giving must come from the right people. It's not only our offering that is important to God. What we give is important to God. The giver also is important to God. What we give and who give what, both are important to God. Yes, when you get to places where people are to be defrauded or where they are defrauding people, who give what is not important. In fact, if you go out and steal and you bring it to the, to, 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 to the church, there's nothing bad about that. If you carry everything in your house and come and dump it in the church, no one cares. But for correct giving, it must come from the right people. When God needed offering in the wilderness, he told Moses, tell my people, don't go to any other nation. Don't go and seek material things from the Gentiles. What I need to do my work is already with my people. And when they needed resources in the New Testament too, Paul didn't go to any king, he didn't go to any emperor, he didn't go to any, any individual, where the individuals are around, he, he went to the church, to the people of God. Because the resources that God needs to do his work, he has deposited it 
into the hands of his own people. That Exodus 25 again, let's go back to verses 1 and 2. Then the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to the children of Israel that they bring me an offering to the children of Israel. God was so categorical. Speak to my home people that they should give me an offering. Not that they should give you an offering. Give me. Check. I want you to check the Bible very well. They should bring me an offering. Bring who? Bring give to who? To God. Not to Moses. Not to the pastor. And sometimes when we get the, I mean the, the orientation right, whenever you want to give anything to God, you ask yourself, does God deserve this? I hope this is not ridiculous to my God. Let me tell you, anybody giving to God, what you cannot give me, give me as your pastor. What you are giving God is ridiculous. Whatever you will give to me and you, and you have already I mean tell yourself that uh, this is ridiculous. I cannot give pastor this one. It's better I don't give him anything. And you, are, and you, 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 you come to God and you give, it, give that to God willingly. What you are giving to God is ridiculous. Because God is more than me. Sometimes I wonder when I see individual that can give offering of 1,000 naira and drop in 20 naira, 15 naira. Let me ask us here. If there is any member of this church that will say, I want to give pastor a gift. And you now do for 10 naira. I say, pastor, sorry. Hello. Do we have anybody that is as poor as that in this church? Praise the Lord. Since I came, I've received all manner of gifts from individuals, both cars and material things. And I believe even the least, the least should be 500 naira. If I should, I should value some of the gifts I've received from people, probably credit card or whatever. Even those who send the American card to me, by the time I load it, I probably the list will be 500 naira. But how can I give pastor 500 naira freely, joyfully, and when I want to give offering in the church, I cannot give 500 naira. Between pastor and God, the highest that pastor can do in your life is to pray for you. He can't force the prayer to be answered. Hello? But when you can honor the one that has power only to pray for you, and you don't have a God for the person that have the power to answer or not to answer. We need to get this right. He told Moses, tell my people that they should bring, bring me an offering. And then from everyone who gives it willingly with his heart, you should take my offering. God was so categorical. 
It's not, it's not about you, Moses. Yes, you may be the administrator here. You may be the one that will manage how the, I mean, the resources is going to be. But you are not the one they are giving it to. They are bringing it to me. And that is why the one you have given to is the one the scripture says that is a faithful rewarder. Hallelujah. Once again, the highest, even whatever anybody brings to God from time to time, the highest pastor, any pastor can do, even the most anointed pastor, is to pray that God should reward you. He doesn't have the power to force the reward on you. But even when he prayed that God's reward, and God is saying that this, this doesn't, I can't reward this now. I can't reward this. So we need to understand that whenever we bring anything to God, it's God we are giving to. And our evaluation of the person of God will help us to actually conclude whether what I'm giving is right or is not. Whether it deserves that. Sometimes I discover that we find it difficult to celebrate, I mean, find it so easy to celebrate the goodness of God. But when it comes to paying God back for those goodnesses, yeah, 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 yeah. Become difficult. Said, tell my people, the Israelites. Hallelujah. God is not looking for anything from those who are not His. And when we come back, when we come back to the New Testament, I want us to see what Paul said in Second Corinthians chapter eight about the Macedonian churches. He said, for they gave according to their means. Second Corinthians 8, from verse 3 to 5. According to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means, of their own accord. Nobody manipulated them. Nobody walked upon them. Nobody induced them to give. Begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. That when they were beating them for their poverty, they said, No, don't deny us. Yes, we are poor, but at least we are surviving. And in as much as we are surviving, the one that is giving us life deserves his own too. We are going to give him his own. See, anybody that is having a self pity of him or herself. And as, as a result of that, that, giving God what God doesn't deserve, you are undoing yourself. Hold on, man. Now God knows that I don't have a good job. God knows that I don't, I don't have much money. So whenever they say, let's contribute for this, everybody also knows that I don't have a good job. And that I don't have a good job becomes regular excuse. And sometimes when you are trying to rationalize there may be someone poorer than you amidst those who are decided to give.
that God is giving you faithfully. Don't expect much. Hello? Don't expect much. And let me talk to you, those of you who are youth. Don't use the times are bad as excuse to always throw yourself back whenever there is opportunity to give. Don't do that. Ask yourself, the one that provides me money to recharge my phone from time to time, to stay on internet from night to morning, I think he should, he should provide me money to also give to him. Or probably part of the money that is providing for me to give to him or for his work is what I use only for myself. Hallelujah. Paul says, and this not as we expected, verse 5, but they gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. Said they gave themselves, he was talking about Macedonian, I mean believers. They gave themselves first to the Lord and then by the will of God to us. Another thing I want to say is this. Whatever we give outside of Christ may not be rewarded. In fact, it is hard to say, but we need to tell ourselves the truth. God doesn't want offering of a sinner. Hello? Now if a sinner comes to church like this, someone who had never given his or her life to Jesus Christ, someone who had never allowed God into his or her life, when he or she comes to church, probably I, 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 as, as we say that, it's free. when it's the time to give comes, it's, it's, it's free to say, I can't give it, I don't need to give, because he will not accept it. The giver is very, very important to God. When God will reject, before God rejected Cain's offering, he had already rejected Cain. Before he will accept Abel's offering, he had already accepted Abel himself. These are hard truths. But that is the truth. That is the word of God. It's rewarding when we have already given our life to Jesus. And then we are now giving our whole. We are giving our money, our time, our talent, every other thing. Hallelujah. But when we are not ready to surrender our lives to Jesus, but we want to give towards his work, yes, the church will collect the money. The church will use it. But the reward may not follow. And then who is at lost? Not the church. In fact, if somebody goes out there to go and commit a prostitution and bring the money come and give it as offering here, as long as it's not known to us, the church will spend your money. If you go there and steal and you are not caught and you bring the money and even you are the highest title for that Sunday to the point that what you give can pay pastor's salary for three months, the church will use your money to pay pastor's salary. 
long as the church doesn't know. But will God reward that? Hello? And that is why the, the place of our personal relationship with God is very, very important. When we get that right, nobody will manipulate you to give. Even when you are giving beyond your strength, you will know that you are just giving because of, I mean, your evaluation of the love of God over your life, not because somebody manipulates you. I used to tell people, I've outgrown the level whereby somebody with sweet mouth will manipulate me and I'll go back to my house, carry my car key and say, take, carry my land, the, I mean, document, take, I've outgrown that level. But if God himself tells me that carry the document of your land, give it to the church, I will do it willingly. He said, oh yeah, take your car, give it to the church, let them send it to one of the pastors in the field. I will do it and I'll be happy. Do you know that when you give willingly and uh, willingly and painfully the joy that follows will swallow the pain. Even when people around you are beating you, see the policeman, he gives the only car he has. Has them to send it to, to a missionary in one, one mission field and he's trekking around. You will trek around with joy because nobody forced you. Nobody compares you. You only responded to the voice of the spirit in your heart. But where people give under duress. I'm up on that January or December. There was a time in one church they asked them to do uh, first group in January. And after they did it, somebody in a place of work started grumbling. And one someone's scoobies and money is in I don't know where I'm going to get scoobies of the children and I've given the first uh, first group. This and this and this and that. And I said, now, do you want to tell me that God will accept and reward such what you gave and you are grumbling? Because it was, I mean, it was not coming from a willing heart. It was a manipulation. Today, you go to some church, there, oh yeah, come out with dollars. Put it under your leg. Professor, you think that after you prophesy, you take it back and forget it. No. After you prophesy, then you drop it. For some, God is kalu kalu, but God is not kalu kalu. Hallelujah. So that is very important to us. We need to know that my life is far, far important to God. My relationship with Him is important to God than what I give. Because God knows that when you get relationship right, you will not struggle to give. When you see people that, are, that always struggle before they give God little thing, it's because they have never been broken. God has never taken over their life. Any life that God has taken over, whenever there is opportunity to give to God, you give with joy, with every excitement. The Lord will take us to that level in the name of Jesus Christ. And my message for us today is that if you are here, and you have never surrendered your life to Jesus Christ. You have never
never enter into relationship with him. You are, you are not part of his own people. That if trumpet is to, uh, is to be blown tomorrow, you are not sure whether you are going anywhere. I think we need to consider our ways and say, God, if just for the joy of partaking in every opportunity to give towards your work, so that my giving will not be burnt, let me surrender my life to you. Take over. Let me enter into relationship with you. That is just the truth. God wants you first before whatever you give. He needs our resources, yes. Yes, he's the one who gave it to us. But notwithstanding, he wants us first before our resources. Look at what Proverbs says in, in, in Proverbs chapter Proverbs chapter 15 verse 8. It says the sacrifice of the wicked is an abomination to the Lord. But the prayer of the, of the upright is his delight. Whenever, whatever you sin I give to God, doesn't move God. If you like, burn yourself because of God's work. Give everything because of God's work. As long as you have not given yourself, your offering is nothing. That is the first thing we need to know. That giving to God must come from the right people. From the people of God. From those who have surrendered their lives to God. Number two, giving must be done willingly. Say, speak to the children of Israel that they bring me an offering from everyone who gives it willingly with his heart. You shall take my offering. It must be done willingly. Yes, the church can encourage, the church can open our eyes to the word of God. Why we need to give, give faithfully, give sacrificially. But someone must be willing. And the willingness to give to God and to the work of God comes out of our appreciation of his love, his care, his blessings over our lives. You are the type that you just wake up in the morning and as usual you go out, you don't care. You come back in the night, you don't care. As if things are just working, I mean, the way they're supposed to. When, you, when the opportunity comes for you to give, it, it appears as if they, they are trying to rob you. But if you are the type that when you wake up in the morning, say, God, for giving me life again today, you are worthy. I praise you. Because I know that without you, I wouldn't have woken up. And you return in the night to God. Thank you today. Some people went out the same way. I left the house in the morning and they couldn't come back. I give you glory. I look around my life. I see the, all the beautiful, beautiful things that have been for me. Lord, I give you glory. When the opportunity comes for you, appreciate God. You will do it willingly. That if God will not bless me out of under the 
to manipulate God to do his own part in my life, then God doesn't need to manipulate me. And which God will never do. Willingly. Number three, giving must be done cheerfully. Not grudgingly. I don't know how many of us here someone will give you money and right there in your, in your presence, the person started murmuring. If not because of the money I, I, I've given you now. Uh, there are so many other good things I wanted to do. But uh, because of the money I've given to you, I could not do it again. Oh, I don't even know. I don't know. Maybe I didn't think well before I gave the thing. All this. And, uh, and they will not carry the money and return it.
And that is the principle God applied on tithing when he put percentage according to your ability in proportion to the level of his blessings over your life. Sometimes we cheat on God.
is not is less than one quarter of what that we used to pay one thousand rupees for one of the children. It all just came to my mind. And I asked myself, are we being faithful at all? When I'm to look for my children's fees, I can go out of my way to ensure that I get it. But when I want to thank God, irrespective of the volume of his blessings around my life, I, that, that's when I can't keep myself coming. I can't keep myself. Ah. This is a God that prevented all of you from sleeping in the hospital for just one day out of the whole year. And there are people like you that just on one, just one of their children, one child, just one of their children, they spend close to a million on his or her head. Just one, probably out of four children. And someone cannot say, God, let me, let, let me, let me, let me thank you in our unusual way this time around. That was a year I wanted to do another Thanksgiving in my former church. And I told my wife that this is the amount I'm going to give. She looked at me. It was a dry time for us in the house. And where are you going to get the money? But I didn't tell her. Four months to the Thanksgiving, I begin to save almost about 20% of my salary every month. Every month. I didn't. I started saving it. For about four months. So the fifth month came when we had to do the Thanksgiving. I just brought the balance from the salary. Guy. That was when I told her that the money is ready. That right from the middle of the year, I just sat down in the office one day. I look at myself. And your wife is working in the hospital. You go there from time to time, you see people. You see how much people are, are, are paying into hospital accounts. And you, for more than 10 years, nobody under, roof, under your roof has ever slept in the hospital. The highest that will happen is to take them there and leave that day. Take the drug and you are, we are okay. Then what is wrong with you? That even if we give him one month's salary to thank him, God, when God is doing things that money cannot do, what is wrong with you? So at that point, I said, no, this time around, it must be Thanksgiving with the difference. And I started saving, saving, saving. The Lord will help us. We can't pay him. And you know that even when I did that, just about two, three months later, one money just come, one wolf money just came to me. God paid my money back with interest. I told them in the church. I said, he paid me with interest. And he paid me from angle I never, never, never imagined. Let's stand to our feet. I want us to pray to God, Lord, help me. That I will never leave this world as a debtor to you. I will never leave this world as a debtor. Lord, do not allow me to be a perpetual debtor. Sometimes when heaven looks down, he sees a lot of us owing God. Lord, help me. What you are doing in my life is more than what I can pay. 
more than what I can pay for. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Never to be a debtor to you. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Give me the grace of giving. The grace to be enthusiastic when it comes to giving to you and to your work. The grace to always let go. The grace to value, to have a correct valuation of your blessings, of your activities in my life. Lord, help me. Open my eyes to see what you are doing around me. That millions and millions of naira couldn't have been able to do for me. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. That whenever occasion comes for me to respond to your faithfulness in my life, I will not become an ingrate. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. God is depending upon his people to build his work, to expand his kingdom. That Lord, help me, Lord, that I will not be among those who are drawing the work, your work down. But I want to be among those that are having value. All that you have given to me, they are yours. Help me, Lord, to get that orientation right. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning telling you that I need you first before I can accept your offering I need you first this is another opportunity for you to say Lord Jesus I give my life to you I surrender my life to you I surrender my home this is an opportunity for you to make a decision to walk with the Lord. A decision to enter into a relationship with Jesus. A decision to follow him. To follow him in a blessed way. This is an opportunity. All you are here, you have given your life to Jesus. But right inside of you, you know that you have been cheating on God. You are not faithful in giving to God and to his work. You have been having self-pity upon yourself, upon your life. I 
as if your case is worse than that of the poor widow. Ask God to set you loose from that spirit that always makes you to struggle whenever there is opportunity to give to God. Lord, set me loose from that power that doesn't want me to, to really enjoy the full blessings of God.
this evening is our house fellowship. So let's try to go to the nearest center to, to our house, to join brethren and worship together. 